Uh, welcome everyone to Beers and Banter. This is a hobbies homie, hobbies homies, <laughs> hobby homies. Had a few extra beers on the podcast just then, so true. <laughs> this is a hobby homies podcast uh, where Shane and I talk about whatever we like under the influence of beers. We have some banter with each other. These episodes are recorded after we've already filmed filmed our main episode, which we just did on. Necron Law. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. I'm sure your throat is very sore, Shane, and not from the usual reasons this time for <laughs> talking about Necrons for 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. This time it was speaking that gave me the old sore throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An oddity for you, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't talk too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nowhere near as much as me, man. My throat could talk for 45 minutes and it would be smooth as butter, dude. But yours... Oh. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah, I st- when I start talking, if I'm talking for like more than five minutes, I'm like, something's wrong here. <laughs> I'm in a court case or something, <laughs> defending myself in the court of law. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, so tune in this Sunday for our 40k, our first lore episode, really. Yeah, something we we've is. talked about since we started the podcast, really, dedicating episodes to lore on certain factions. Yeah. Not only that, but. I mean, th- there's both so much to Necrons and so much that you know about Necrons that it's really a, almost a part one. So, well, yeah, th- where I sort of left it off, it, it's begging for a part two, um, which we'll get around to one day. Um, yeah, for sure. But for, yeah, for now, I've flipped through all my codexes and and uh, rule books, you know, core rule books, and yeah. <laughs> yeah Had enough for a minute <laughs> yeah oh dude you've earned a break speaking of which what are you drinking dude dude right now i um i've been on the moon dogs for so far but i picked up went to old dan's today oh yeah the man uh, yeah not uh not dan andrews a different dan dan murphy oh you know oh you know dan andrews yeah he, he, get, he likes to eat on the beers <laughs> yeah that doesn't surprise me <laughs> bro um, right now he needs the beers. He, oh man, it's it's been a it's been a big year for the lad. Yeah, if anyone needs the beers now, it's it's <laughs> Dan Andrews. <laughs> um, but I've yeah, been in the Moon Dogs, uh, and I've picked up some Ballast Point Brewing Company Fathom IPA. Damn, what a title! Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. So I've just poured it. I haven't haven't had a sip yet. But, you know, you've been talking about IPAs for like the last week. I was going to get some Bolter IPA. But they didn't have any at oh, Dan's. So, interesting. At yeah. all at Dan's. Wow. They had the XPA. Oh, okay. Yep. But not the um, not the IPA. Oh, this is different. Oh. Hmm. But have you, are you you big IPA guy or is this a bit of an intro for you? It's a bit of an intro for me, really. Hmm. Yeah. It's very, very hoppy. Yeah, it is very hoppy. Um, usually uh, marginally stronger too. I don't know what yours is. Yeah, uh, good question. 6.0. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. that is in standard drinks. It's probably about 1. 1.8, 1. 1.9. Uh, 1.7. Ah, it's true. You far off, dude. It's truth. <laughs> there we go. 
Yeah, yeah. okay. So, it's a proper IPA. There's um, session IPAs, which are a little bit weaker. But uh, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. cool, man. Yeah. What are you Thoughts? drinking, dude? Well, funny you, you actually mentioned it just then. It's a Bolter IPA. Ah, nice. Which I've managed to... like. It feels like everywhere's got them right now. Um, except for Dan's, apparently. So, it makes me feel like they were sold out of them as opposed to like not I think stocking so. them. There was a few empty empty spots on the old shelves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they had the XPA there. I was going to get that. But I was like, oh, I'll just try this. And just, pick, just picked it up. Ain't bad. Nice. I think I'll need to have another one to really get a good idea of it. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. I, um, I've been frothing all bolter things. I'm just like, am I having it too much? Am I going to be desensitized? So, what I'm just doing is I'm never buying two four-packs twice. Yeah. So, like, now I'm having the Bolter IPA. Next, I'll have the Bolter Strong Pale Ale. And then I'll have the Bolter. There's a new one I've been trying called Hazy. Oh, yeah. Which is like a passion fruit, mango, orange, citrusy kind of IPA. Now, it's not like flavored by any means. It's just like silent notes. Yeah. Of yep. citrus to it. So, it's a nice fresh fresh IPA. So, yeah, okay. I just sort of rotate those around recently. Nice. Um, it's It has overtaken goats for me at the moment. Oh, big. Ex- yeah. Yeah. I, I still think the goat, the mountain goat pale ale to me is still the best pale ale. Um, the steam ale is still in my top five. But, yeah, these bolts yeah. are the... They're killing it for me, so yeah, right. Okay, I gotta get, I gotta find a place that has has the Bolter IPAs. Give them a shot. Yeah, they're a little bit more expensive. It's twenty three for a four pack, but oh yeah. So it's basically the price of a six pack for four. Yeah. But again, they are stronger, so it just depends if you want if you want to increase your BAC or if you want to <laughs> have drinks for a longer duration. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. was um I was sussing them out and it seems like that twenty three bucks is, you know, kind almost standard for like a four pack of craft. Yeah. Um, there are obviously a lot that are, some that are cheaper. Um, yeah. I think got the pirate life's for like eighteen or something like that. But the, but you know within a couple of bucks. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, these were like twenty seven for a six pack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. man. Beer's getting expensive, dude. It is. In if fact, you buy, was... it by the six pack, not too bad if you buy it by the slab, but. It depends I mean, what you're buying. <laughs> just in, like, you could get a top tier slab in the States for like 30 bucks. Oh, yeah. If goats were in the States, the slab would be like 35, 40 bucks. It's a damn alcohol tax, dude. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Yeah. I did froth that about being over in the US. In fact, alcohol was so cheap. If you went to a, a casino in Vegas, they would just give you free drinks. If you Fair were sitting income. at a table, just gave you free drinks. Wow. I get to spend more money at the table, though. So, you know, why would they charge you for drinks? Well, that's what they thought. But most of us were just sitting around watching our one friend. And you're supposed <laughs> to tip him. So, we yeah. t- just all tip him like a dollar each every time. And the bartender was like, yeah, loving it. There's like yeah, 10 of us. It's like 10 bucks every 30 minutes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just from us. Yeah. Um, and we were loving it because it's like a dollar for a Captain Morgan and Coke. For every- yeah. And they just bring it to us. <laughs> Hell Anyways. yeah, dude. Anyway, so, so that's not what... So, hey, we also got to talk some hobby stuff, I guess. We do, but we can talk both. So, when we're going yeah. to uh, LVO... Oh, next, true. Next year. <laughs> true. Didn't think about that. That's big. Hell's yeah. That is the tricky thing about the LVO. I can't imagine, like, the whole time we're going to be 
it's tricky because the whole time we're at a craps table just absolutely slamming down beverages we're gonna be like we're missing 40k games <laughs> yeah true <laughs> and then at the whole time we're at 40k watching watching people play or playing ourselves like oh man i could be absolutely neck deep in some yeah it's some drinks right now i suppose but you know what you could do you, what, you, what you do right is you go up to the casino you find a waiter you word them up right this is where i'm gonna be i'll tip you two dollars every drink you bring to me down here in the yeah. dungeon playing 40k yeah. <laughs> that dude's gonna be waiting on you all night that's surely. true heck dude five dollars a drink yeah easy yeah just keep bringing me those my opponents will froth it too because i won't be able to do anything <laughs> exactly i'll be like hey, here's a free win this guy can't even stand up <laughs> and the guy will come back with a beverage and i'll be like i'm feeling lucky dude put a hundred dollars on black <laughs> He'll never come back. No. <laughs> no. Or he'll come back, but he'll say that you're lost. Yeah. He'll be like, you're lost and you owe them $50. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? What do you mean? What do I have $50 for? I didn't have to spend 100 <laughs> It's It's like a tax whenever you take uh, money upstairs and put it on a table, they charge you 50% of that. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's always 50-50. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 55, 50, yeah just put, another, put some more money on. <laughs> so, that's how I imagine how LVO goes. Yeah, yeah, probably about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Yo, dude, um, Void Dragon, pre-order this weekend. Thoughts? Man, they're bringing out too many models too quick, dude. Yeah, no, right. I can't have was, everything. <laughs> I know, like, obviously all the models are sitting there ready to go. Yeah. They could have absolutely had a big launch weekend and been like, hey, all the Necron models are out. But I'm like, why would they space it out, do exactly what they're doing? It's a business decision. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Pepper some in now so people like me go buy the Doomstalker and stuff because let's be honest, if they all came out at the same time, probably wouldn't have bought this Doomstalker. No. I would have bought something else instead like uh, the flayed ones or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. They're taking me for all I got by spreading it out. You <laughs> smart bastards, you. Yeah. <laughs> They're good at taking our money, dude, and they, yeah. that, they've figured out how to do it very well. Yeah, that's a craft and they've mastered yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Void Dragon's a sweet model. I'm actually scared to get it. Like, I'm like, if I have to, if I get it, I have to, you have to paint it good, right? Oh, yeah. All the you pressure's on. You can't have a Void Dragon on a table looking like my Star Wars minis, you know? <laughs> People will pick it up and be like, oh, oh, you painted it like this. I think with a model as big and as opposing as that, you would have to paint it well and you would spend all the time in the world painting it well. Yeah. It's like the Silent King, you know, you're going to spend a whole bunch of time on it. Yeah, that's also, like, I need the Silent King because I've been, like, Mm. knee-deep in competitive Necrons this last, like, few weeks. Yeah. And it sounds like an auto-include. Yeah. You know? It just has too many rules. But at the same time, first of all, I'm like, it's 250, which isn't a big deal to me because you pay per points in 40K, really. Yeah. So, like, yeah. if I'm not spending $250 on that model for 350, 400 points, 400 points, I'll easily spend more than that on 400 points of something else. Yeah, like Immortals or something. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. the cost is nothing, but I'm like, yeah, but then I'd have to paint it. And yeah. I'd always be too scared and it would sat there in grey plastic with the rest of my painted army and, oh, I don't know, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I was talking to Jack, one of the dudes at um, Werribee Guff, and he he bought himself the uh, 
the Silent King, and he's been building it, and he says it's going together all right, although it it can be it can be quite wonky. So okay, go slow with the build. Okay, um, but he reckons that you can build it in some great sub assemblies, like the two the two backup dancers on each one on each side. They can just come, you know, they just go straight in. So you, okay. you can paint them individually. Silent King himself and his his big cloak. You can paint them individually because, like, the cloak doesn't actually ad- adhere to the mod to the Silent King himself. It adheres to the throne to the throne thing that he's sitting on. So oh. yeah, so you build the throne, paint it, build the cloak, paint it, glue that in, and then you glue the Silent King in front of it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So he reckons it's going to go together in a sub assemblies for ease of painting really well, which was a, a big relief. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I'm just yeah. looking at it online. It's just insane. The yeah. colors are great. That green. Yeah. That- There's a, a lot going on though, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. It's- yeah. Oh, it's even got... Yeah, he he has even like two little henchmen. Yeah. Yeah, they're the two pharaons that... that so, he speaks oh. to them and then they speak. Oh, they're the tri... That, so, that's the triarch really on that Basically, throne. yeah. The three... The three top of the food chain rulers and then there's a whole thing like there's yeah pharaohs then overlords then lords then cryptex like there's a whole like hierarchy to their government basically you would be excited to know um because you're a necron player but you've been insanely patient and you haven't bought the ninth edition codex yet no and you haven't been sniffing necron competitive rules like cocaine, like I have. <laughs> no, you would be I've, very excited to know how fluffy Necrons are in Ninth Edition. Okay, good. For, ex- for example, that hierarchy you just mentioned is part of their rules. So, whoever, whichever model you have on the table that is the highest up that hierarchy is your Warlord. You don't have a choice. So, if it's a Pharon and you have two Overlords, for example... The Pharaoh yeah. is your warlord. Yeah. And that's just so cool because it's like, well, of course. I mean, this Scorpec Lord shouldn't overrule my Silent King, for example, or yeah. my Pharaoh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or this Cryptech, you know? This, yeah. This basically the glorified mechanic yeah. or an engineer. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that you can spend a CP, I want to say, on an Overlord to make it a Pharaoh, which is cool okay. too. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. But there are oh, just th- just throughout lots of little things like the Satan, Katan, whatever. Um, <laughs> don't get the army-wide command protocols. Um, and stuff like that because they work almost independently of the rest of the Necrons because the Necrons hate them. They hate the Katan. Yeah. Just like little things like that. The flavors. It's it's very. Seventh edition fluffy, yep. But eighth edition clean. Nice. I should okay, say early, early eighth edition clean. <laughs> yeah, because eighth lost a lot of that fluff in a way, you know. Yeah, when when they streamlined the game, which was a good thing for the game, they did. They had to cull a lot of the fluff. They, yeah, they needed to. And now it feels like they've brought it back in lots of different ways. Lots of different it's, ways. Yeah, it's been interesting doing all the research for Sunday's episode. Um, reading my old codexes, like 7th edition, man, the first codex, that was like the first thing I ever bought 
besides sending you the money, I mean, the listeners have heard this story probably 20 times. <laughs> yeah. Besides sending you the money to bring back from Queensland those Necrons for me, yeah. the Codex was the first thing that I bought for my army. Seventh yeah. edition Codex. First ever Warhammer thing was Codex and a can of lead belcher. <laughs> Smart, dude. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> yeah. Um, so reading that Codex, man, reading all the, the stuff that we used to play like back in the day and then early on in the, the in my journey in the uh, in the Warhammer thing, I went and bought a fifth edition Codex that a guy was selling on, I think, Gumtree for like 20 bucks. So oh, I was sweet. like, I, and I, I'm a magpie, right? I just collect shiny things, but I was like, fuck yeah, I'll have that. That's a piece of history. And while yeah. I was there, I ended up buying like a Warhammer Fantasy 8th edition rule book off him for like 50 bucks and- Oh, of course, of course. A few other things. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was just there. Um, yeah. But yeah, reading all that stuff, it's amazing to see like the game change throughout the editions and, you, and it goes from being like fifth edition where there was like only a handful of models, super fluffy- to gaining more models and keeping most of the fluff and then eighth ga- having the same amount of models and then losing a lot of the fluff and yeah. yeah 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 it's it's been an interesting journey it's funny when we sort of first started this podcast or even just jumped into the hobby we were so new and so raw and almost like we had imposter syndrome we're like we can't talk about this stuff we there's people that have been in this hobby for 30 years and what played across multiple editions we've just played seventh and a little bit of eighth yeah but um now it's like you know we're starting to get some editions under our belt man like we played oh, seventh yeah. eighth ninth we've we can talk about old models that are no longer like out of print you know yeah that's yep. that's we're getting there we're getting there i've been collecting some of those too yeah you, yeah you have and that's that's another cool thing about being new to the hobby that i've noticed you and i do a lot we kind of like grab these little fragments of the old the old ways yeah and try and like it's it's not nostalgia because but i get excited to to do something that we missed out on doing but can still do yeah that makes sense like when you get an old metal model and you have to try and clean it up and all that kind of stuff like we never we got into 40k when every the whole range was plastic yeah exactly or flying cast yeah, true. Or fine cast, or fine cast. You know, like where we've got into the hobby, it, there's still that turning point. You know, like in ten years, people, I, I say, will most likely look at fine cast and the way we look at metal minis. You know, it'll yeah. be a thing of the past. It'll be like, you know, the days of yore. Like, yeah, where all all they've ever known is plastic models. So then they'll start collecting all these fine casts and and going through the difficult processes of you know, heating, like boiling water and heating up parts to straighten them and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Like where when we deal with metal models, a lot of the people used to have to pin everything because the bits were that heavy, the super glue could like barely hold it, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Even um, resin, like it took us a while before we'd ever even dealt with resin. Yeah. Uh, which was just a standard for, I mean, that's a standard for a lot of people and a lot of different hobbies but we started with 40k so took yeah. us a while to even get into that but yeah i mean yeah, exactly that, washing your minis and stuff like that it will eventually be a thing of the past maybe um, yeah man 3d printing is basically always been a thing as long as we've been in the hobby so yeah it's interesting, it's interesting. yeah yeah yep yep how's uh, yeah um 
Yes. I I'm, I I'm wanted excited. to oh, no. apologize to the listeners from the last live episode. Oh boy. I was lis- I was listening back to the uh, to the start of it and when I'm trying to fix like the issues we had with some people who couldn't join, the clicking was so fucking loud. Like <laughs> you uh-huh. can just you can just hear like me it. smashing that fucking click. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. I'm I'm like I'm like listening to it. I'm like fucking good god i've just got this like little wireless mouse that it sounds like <laughs> i'm just belting the, the keyboard <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah look what i mean what can we do you know yeah we we do apologize we're not in the studio covid's thrown us a spanner no, we're recording still. remotely we're yeah. using free programs and yep. discord bots you know we're doing our best we have worked like tirelessly to try and get the audio quality as good as we can yep. for remote recordings. Yeah. Um and this is this is honestly sort of the the best we can get it until we're back in the studio, which we hope is soon. Really hope it's soon. Like look, I've got I'm not putting money on it, but I think I'd I'd like to say in the next two weeks wish we might be able to. Obviously granted that um that Churchy can do the same. Um but uh Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think a couple of weeks, we might. The rules might change. The restrictions Ooh. might change. So there's. I, uh, I, I don't even want to think about that. I've got it in my head. End of year, so I won't be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, but like, man, it makes me so depressed to think that for the whole of Hobby Homie season two, we haven't even been in the studio. Yeah, although it's it, it's also useful because then people we can always just say, look, for the entire season two, our audio quality isn't what it could be because. That's the duration of COVID. Like, we'll start yeah. season three when we're back in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it does suck. It does suck. It sucks for you guys. Although, I've listened to some really um, insane, like, really great podcasts with really entertaining people in the 40K competitive scene. Yeah. Um, like, Forge of the Narrative and... Oh, they're good. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, they're all great, but they've all got far worse quality than us. I mean, they make up for it because they're in- they're insanely good at what they talk about. They're entertaining. They're yeah. educational. We're neither of those things, but yeah. I we think, do our um, best, dude. We're doing okay, dude. We're doing okay. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up about it, man. <laughs> but yeah, day. stop clicking your mouse. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, true. I need a, quite, a silenced mouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, today, I made a purchase from Hobby Link Japan. Yeah? It was Zoids, wasn't it? It wasn't Zoids. Oh, what? It wasn't Zoids. So Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Bra- okay, all right. Bradley was posted something in the Discord Yeah, that he was getting from Hobby Link Japan. Well, yeah. first he showed his like six cabinets of everything you could imagine. Um, oh, man. His cabinets are amazing. His cabinets, when I go into a store and see cabinets like that, I'm like, and I see a Dragon Ball Z figure, I'm like, if I were to buy that, I would buy that because one day I want to have cabinets that look yeah. like Bradley's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're they're insane. But but hang on. You didn't buy Zoids. What I on didn't. earth did you buy? So there's this thing I've discovered called Hexagear. Okay. Which is effectively so there's a it's a long it's a long journey I've been on, Shane. You've you've mixed a you've missed a lot. So, there's a company <laughs> called Kotobukiya, which I don't huh? know how it's pronounced. Come again? <laughs> Kotobukiya. <laughs> sure. Kotobukiya. And that's Kawasaki. the company that does 
I mean, they're just one of the best companies at these uh, these models. Yeah. Um, they do Zoids and just all the just phenomenal things. Neon Genesis, Zoids, all that kind of stuff. They're insane. Yeah. They're great. Um, so, because I have some Zoids, I know that this is a great company at scale models, model kits. Okay. They have released this thing a couple of years ago. It's a slow release, so there's not heaps of models. So, it's, it's quite young in the scale model kit building. Yeah, what do you call it? Lifespan. Mm-hmm. And it's called Hexagear. And it's effectively Zoids, right? It's their version of Zoids. Some of their models are very similar. It's like they're dancing on the fringe of IP infringement. <laughs> wow. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> so, I think they basically went, look, Zoids, they're not making Zoids anymore. They've got a new series called Zoids Wild, which is just very different to what Zoids is. So, we want to make a, a line that we can work on for the next 10 years that we, that isn't tied to... It's not tied to a, a manga or an anime series or a movie. They created it from scratch. Yeah. The models look phenomenal. I'm going to post a couple in our Discord now. People are going to get very confused, I guess. Because <laughs> um, they're going to be like, what are you posting these pictures of? But I'll show you what I bought. They're super customizable. The joints on them are pretty... Um, they're quite generic, so you can like mix and match and customize them and stuff like that. Anyways, I bought this dude that I posted in the Discord now. Yeah. I'll show you a few of his options. Um, so, look, if you're listening to this and you're not in the Discord, um, jump in the Discord. You'll see random <laughs> pictures of the stuff I buy. <laughs> and ultimately, that's what we're here for, isn't it? It is. Um, anyway, so it's like a mech warrior type thing, I guess. The plan is I'll build this kit. They come with like these things called governors, which are like little people that control them. Okay. Um, And the the plan is I'll make a tabletop game, just like some fanfic rules around it. Yeah. Because I've wanted to do that for Zoids for a long time, but it's too difficult because it's an existing IP. And if you're wrong, the nerds will burn my house to the ground. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what I did. Interesting. Okay. So... Hang on, is there anything built around this already? Like, is there a... So, there's no, like, TV no. shows, no anime, nothing? Nothing. There's a website okay. that gives you, like, a little... Yeah, it's just basically they created these models and... So, that that's what makes it so good for a tabletop game. I can kind of just do whatever the hell I want. And yeah. even, like, slap in a little bit of lore or whatever and it's kosher because... Yeah, because it's it doesn't not have any of pre-existing. That. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So, nice, dude. Nice. And they look good too. Like they look like, yeah, like a mech like you'd expect. So, are they like remotely controlled? You said there's little guys that drive them. Yeah. No, um, okay. I didn't have, I didn't post a picture of it, but the mech can actually open up and you can put the dude in there. Ah, uh, okay. So, it's like a pilot inside the mech. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Just, just very cool. Um, yeah. So, so, I bought that dude and I bought this little pilot, which I'll post in here as well. Yeah, I shouldn't yeah. say pilot. They're basically um, soldiers. Oh yeah, yep. And so that whole model—they're uh, insanely customizable. They're poses, and you can put different guns on them. And even that mech guy, like I can swap out any of the weapons he has on him and put on cannons or whatever. Do they come like pre-painted, and you need to yes. build them, or? Yeah, they come pre-painted. Yeah, nice. 
Um, people do paint over them, but as you can see in that picture, like the colors you see there is how it comes. Yeah, you don't even need to paint over that. They're, they're still good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a That's fun awesome, little man. kit building project, but also if I can make a tabletop game for it, that'd be dope. Yeah, bit of fun. And the scale would be fun to work with because they're about 30 centimeters tall. Wow, pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. So you can imagine just like massive buildings and they're just like, yeah, anyways. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, something else I wanted to quickly talk about is a couple of Kickstarters. Cool. So I was talking to you before the podcast about the Seventh Citadel. Yeah, which we touched is, on that the other week, didn't we too? Yeah, yeah. It's so it's still got thirty three hours to go. This episode gets released on Thursday. You know, if you're listening to this episode day of release, it's still up there. And also for a little bit day after day of release of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if not, stay tuned because I'm about to back it now. So, I'll probably cover it a little bit on the podcast. Oh, he's I'm doing like, it. He's pulling the trigger on it. Yeah. I've got it uh, lined up, ready to go. I'm watching actually the dollars for it tick up. I'm going to let you... <laughs> this is a guessing game, Shane. Yeah. How much Australian dollars do you think it's raised? Keeping in mind, it's a board game. Oh, okay. So, what is, so how much is raised for its goal? Yeah, how much money it's raised. For reference, there's another game I'm interested in called Kabuto yeah. Sumo Board Game, which looks yeah. very adorable. Okay. Um, and it's raised $75,000, which is well above its goal of 14000 Wow. Okay. It has 1,200 backers, and it's raised 74000 Now, the Seven Citadel has a precedent because its previous game... The Seventh Continent was a huge success. Yeah. I think it raised over a million. I'm going to say this has raised like 1.8. Yeah, it did raise 1.8 actually. I think you said that last week or the other week. Weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, 1.8 just came to mind. I'm pretty yeah. sure you already you told me. <laughs> yeah, it has raised 1.8. Yeah, but since then, insane, it's raised another... Though. What's that? It's insane. Like Just to think of like that... I mean, of course, because its predecessor had so much success, success, yep. uh, it's expected to, this one as well, because, yeah. 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 Because, like we spoke about, it does this company, when they released The Seventh Continent, they didn't release it retail. It came out on Kickstarter and that was it. They ran the amount of copies that, was, that made up the Kickstarter and that was it. So, yep. if you wanted to buy this, your only way of buying it was from someone who backed it on the Kickstarter. It's crazy. And they would charge you about $400 a copy. And that was a good yeah. deal. Somewhere upwards the, of 700 What was the game worth on the um, Kickstarter? Like, how much would it cost to back it? I don't know originally, but this one cost um, 115 Australian for the minimum pledge. Wow, okay. Which is the exclusive collector's core box, free exclusive expansion, and all unlocked stretch goals. God damn. So, you, so you're getting a game and an expansion for 115 plus the stretch goals, which are probably what, like graphic art cards or something like that or like are they are they yeah, like legit ex, like ex, like extras or are they just like corny kind of things oh there's a few optional buys as well which I might uh, more research is required here I don't actually know <laughs> if this is going to yeah. retail either yeah um, or if they're going to keep in line with anyways um, it's raised one, more than 1.8 now Shane it's uh, it's at 4.6 million if I can what yeah <laughs> This game has raised $4.6 million as a board game. Fuck me. Pretty Man, insane. 
we need to we need to kickstart a board game, dude. Yeah, thirty thousand <laughs> backers. Even if we made that seventy four grand, like that other one, <laughs> I'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. So it's just mental. It looks phenomenal. The art is obviously just amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. This game. Okay, no, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Tell me about the game. This game has as many backers as all of this company's previous backers. So, wow, they've just doubled their the, uh, yeah their customers. This one's going bang for sure. Yeah. Can you anyway. see them doing something else again, like later on? Oh hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. What's for the sure. company called? Just out of curiosity. Uh, great question. Great question. Serious pulp. <laughs> sure. They've only released three games. They're a uh, French board game publisher founded in 2010. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, they're just like a little indie company that's absolutely... Ju- I mean, they've just obviously found a system that is unique and that they've absolutely nailed. Yeah. And, yeah. I think their first game was Air. Second game was The Seventh Continent, which just went... Poof. And then there's this one, which is everyone's like, it's the seventh. Co-. It's basically their chance to buy the game they could never get their hands on. Yeah, for sure. With a slight medieval apocalyptic twist. Yeah, pretty dope. Okay, it, it just blows me away. Like, you know, Kickstarter. I mean, I, I've never kickstarted anything, right? I've never pledged or never, you know, whatever. I've barely even looked at them, right? But like, I understand the concept. So. For, for someone to say, I've, I've got this idea of this game, I've played with my mates, I've played it with the locals in, you know, my town, everyone's frothing it, mm. I'm going to I'm gonna try and produce this, like, it's a big risk, and not only for you to, to well, I mean, I, I guess there's not too much risk putting it on a Kickstarter if it fails, right? Like, if you don't meet yeah. your goal, it's just, sorry, see you later, try again soon. But, yeah. like, for people to put money on there, they're, they're thinking, like, this is this looks good and like all they know is from what they can see on the website yeah like a video yeah. or photos or whatever yeah. and like yeah. although this seems good it's not an auto buy because it's estimated delivery is May 2022 wow yeah so that's a while away it's like 18 months away nearly yeah 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 so yeah, and and that's estimated forget. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm debating whether or not I get the $200 version or the 115 <laughs> Now, do you pay it up front or because it's met the goal or do you only pay it when they start printing it? No, you pay it um, when the campaign ends, which is uh, okay. 33 hours for now. So Yeah, so it's going to come out like tomorrow, two days. Yeah, yeah. basically. So, the all-in gets me the core box free expansion the last throne additional threat knowledge is power expansion unveilers expansion something else expansion and unlocked <laughs> scratch goals so get a bit of stuff yeah god damn yeah god damn you know what else is insane though dude what's that i want to i want to give a quick shout out to a discord user moose oh who dude painted great. up that great uncleaned one yeah. And got it on the Games Workshop's website. That's insane, man. It, 
That is insane. That is insane. So if you if you now jump on the Games Workshop website, look up Great Uncleaned One, go through the, the photos there, you'll see one by Instagram user Bonza Moose. That's our guy. He's in our Discord and such a well-deserved um, acknowledgement, I guess, of his painting skill and basic yeah. skill too, to be, to be on there. The, the base is absolutely insane. As good as the model is, the base is better, which is wild because the model is phenomenal. Yeah. And it's yeah. funny because he's been teasing is that he's been working on this project for months now. True. Six weeks or something? Oh, yeah, at least six weeks. It's been it's been a good while, and yeah. you know, we had all the clues. He's been painting heaps of Nurgle stuff, but I, I had no idea what he was working on. He kept saying epic. I'm like, imagine if it's like epic 40k. Like he's painting like the little yeah. the small shit. Yeah. Um, but still blown away by when he unveiled it the other night or last yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah, it looked insane, and it was it was funny because I think um one of our other discords suggested. Um, you know, tagging it and like uh, trying to get it on the GW thing and he didn't think, I, I could see easily, I was like, that is worthy of the GW website easily. Oh, it looks man. phenomenal. Yeah, dude, I've seen pic- uh, pictures on their website of people's models and like, you know, kudos to them they can get them on there, but they're not like the, the best painter things in the world. Um, no. So, no. It, it's, yeah, it's just so awesome to see like, all that hard work that he's put in there get paid off by having it on there and you know and a unique yeah. scheme too like it's got um like pinky red skin mostly yeah you yeah know? less less green than, than the usual skin standard skin so yeah he's done well on that one and the fle- all the blending of that flesh man that must take it so long it just looks sweet there's just so much to look at your eye just travels around it and it's just impressed every time yeah Hell it's yeah, sweet dude. i would be surprised if that gets removed like ever really yeah oh, as long yeah. as they've got those community ones they'd be wise to keep that one up there because that just shows you like what you can do with it like the yeah, base oh sure. man yeah 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 well done moose so that's awesome that's it. it's freaking incredible hell yeah dude hell yeah um oh man i just saw the time it's truth we've been chatting for a minute <laughs> yeah yeah damn i had so much we got so much we want to talk about yeah well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> These episodes, they go too quick. They do, yeah. Yeah. Ah. Oh. F- uh, Give us one more. Give us one more juicy tidbit you've got there. Oh, dude. I mean, uh, uh, there's so much. <laughs> there's so much. Um, I'm excited because I've been painting, playing Necron games, list building with our, our list builder, Dave, one of our patrons, <laughs> organizer of the 40K League. Um and there's so much I wanted to talk about there, but I, we just don't have time. We don't have time. Okay. We got to go. We got to edit yeah. these episodes. We got work tomorrow. Well, you do. Oh, rough, <laughs> rough, rough. I'm work. I'm working. I'm getting all the the back catalog up on YouTube. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> and, that's true. Oh man, and MJ's Patreon mini. I've just been building that for the last like day. I'm doing the base now. I've still got to do the whole mini. Nice, dude. Fuck, I'm excited to see what you do so with it. Much. Yeah, yeah. She's got a really interesting scheme, which I'm looking forward to implementing, but it's going to be tough. But I'm looking forward to it. And Love a challenge, man. Yeah. Lethal printed me all these Gaslands bits. I got Gaslands shit to do. Man, my, my week off is no week off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. I, I just received my Warlord, uh, Warlord Games Samurai starter box of like a hundred something Ashigaru. And- oh, 
Jesus. and samurai yeah. and stuff and i just want to like get into those but i've also got like so many crons and i'm gonna go buy some more crons <laughs> oh man we got some yep. stuff going on which is good just good yeah we're certainly not gonna run out of content for the next nah. few years that <laughs> <laughs> was yeah dude all right That's it. thanks for listening to our random ramblings of nothing <laughs> <laughs> true i've been fox i've been shane and this has been beers and banter and a hobby homies podcast appreciate your time Peace. Tune in Sunday for our next episode. 40k of Law Necrons. That's it. Hey, Ruth.